Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, July 12th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, how Senate Republicans are reacting to Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell's threat to tank Yusika. Number two, it's a special edition of The Tally this morning with a look at how vulnerable Democrats are viewing White House surrogates on the campaign trail, plus how the GOP is responding to the overturning of Roe versus Wade on the campaign trail. And number three, Kevin McCarthy's big fundraising numbers. But Jake, before we get into it, we actually have some exciting Punchbowl news news. Uh, First in this morning's newsletter, we are going to be a media sponsor for the 2022 Texas Tribune Festival, September 22nd through the 24th in Austin. You and I have been at TribFest many times over the past few years. It's a ton of fun. Uh, As festivals go, it's politics, culture, ideas in America, and of course, Everybody loves Austin. We are going to be hosting a Punchbowl News tent as part of Open Congress uh, on Saturday, September 24th. It's free. Uh, We're going to bring together our community and host conversations with leading newsmakers from both sides of the aisle. Would love all of our listeners who are in that area that want to participate. Uh, You can go to our, get that free newsletter. and We have a link where you can uh, decide, tell us what you're interested in attending and we will tell you more information. So with that, I'm going to Pass it over to you, Jake, to start with the number one story of the morning. Yeah, I was, well, first of all, uh, very excited for the Texas Tribune Festival, something you and I have done a, about a million times and we love and we're honored to be a part of uh, in our second year of Punchbowl News. Um, so one of the big questions, we discussed this yesterday, we discussed it last week, is whether, was whether Senate Republicans were going to stand behind Mitch McConnell's threat to tank you, Sika, if Democrats pursued a reconciliation deal? And the answer at this point is mostly yes. Um, one of the, uh, John Cornyn, one of the chief architects of Yusika, took to the floor to back McConnell. Then in an interview, he said, he said on the floor, kind of interestingly, he said, we can't, I think this was on the floor, but he said yesterday at some point, potentially on the floor, that um, that Senate Democrats can't craft a massive reconciliation bill in the morning and then negotiate with Republicans in the afternoon. I mean, I mean, can't they? An, yeah, I mean, they can <laughs> I, I just I guess Corden doesn't want them to. Um, so, um, you know, I, that is kind of the, uh, uh, the vibe at this point. Roy Blunt, uh, Republican from Missouri, put it this way. 19, my, 19 of us voted for Yusika, which means 31 did not. But none of us are for the tax increases now. So let's just stop and talk about the politics here for a second. Like what McConnell is trying. Listen, wait, wait, this is my my view of it, of it, or this is what Democrats say. I'll then I'll tell you my view. Democrats say that McConnell's trying to stop reconciliation because, <clears throat> excuse me, because um, the core of it, Medicare negotiating drug prices, allowing Medicare to negotiate drug prices, is popular. Now, I'm not sure that is true. McConnell's, you know, I just think he's trying to throw a wrench in everything. And I think that's what he's his he's want to do usually. Um, But my view of it is. This is I mean, you seek us in serious trouble here, because if you look at the the other path, there's two other paths. Senate uh, House Democrats can pass the Senate. You seek a bill. I don't know that that's going to happen or. 
They could try to pass a chips funding only bill, um, which some Democrats are against. So they're in a jam here a little bit. Um, I don't know how they're going to get out of it. Um, And we only got a couple weeks left. Um, One interesting thing, Rob Portman, Republican from Ohio, uh, is a lot less firm against firm behind McConnell's threat. So I thought that was interesting. He said he, he supports moving ahead with Yusika and he can't control what the Democrats do. Um, so Anna, what do you think? I mean, well, on the Portman note, one, I would say that's largely because of his home state politics, right? I mean, when you look at uh, the fact... Although he's retiring, but yes, you're but right. But still, he's retiring, but he certainly has spent the vast majority of his career, you know... Um, as, as representing uh, Ohio, and of course, it's been very public that the Intel has committed, you know, a massive amount of, you know, planning to spend $20 billion on two semiconductor manufacturing facilities outside of Columbus, Ohio, that could lead to as many as 3,000 new jobs. I mean, that, when you look in the face of that, there's, I, you can understand why he might be waffling a little bit. Todd Young, also Republican from Indiana, big, you know, proponent of Yusika, also behind McConnell, but, you know, a lot less firm, it seems, than maybe some of the other members, or at least certainly not enthusiastically backing this strategy. Um, you know, I think a couple of things. One, I was talking to somebody yesterday about this, and and they were making the point that on reconciliation, like, it's basically, you know, the, the Democrats really need to get the, on the stick on this. Like, this is, time is quickly evaporating here and they're trying to craft some larger package when really the the reality is from this kind of very I, a person I think you know has been involved in Senate Democratic politics for a long time um, and has, has helped negotiate some of these kind of packages that you know it's truly a Medicare package that they need to do um, and they're and they're trying to kind of throw stuff at the wall to see what else might stick at this point. Um, so if they really are trying to do the one-two punch of reconciliation and Yusika, they're going to have to come to something, um, you know, an agreement on it sooner rather than later. And a lot of Democrats are like, you know what, we've seen this before. Manchin and, and Schumer, they're negotiating and, you know, they're not talking to anybody else. And there's going to be a lot of other issues that they're, that are going to be hard to resolve. Here's what I would say. I was talking to a Republican about this, a Republican Hill aide yesterday. Um, here's what I would say. If, if Democrats decided to only pass the Medicare provision, the negotiating on drug prices, I think this is what you kind of were alluding to. Right. If, if they just did that in reconciliation, no tax stuff, nothing else, that would be a really tough vote for Republicans because there are Republicans who support it and they would jam them on that, right? Like that would be a tough vote for a lot of Republicans. But once they start putting in tax increases, once they start putting in green, you know, some of the EV credits and things like that, then it becomes tricky and Republicans are just like, forget it. We're not going to vote for it. So the path of least resistance for Democrats and most resistance for Republicans is that. And I maintain, I think this is getting way underplayed. I maintain that any reconciliation package, I say this every day, is going to have a tough road in the House. I just think any any tax increases, I don't care if you're just raising taxes on um, uh, on uh, uh, what they call rich people, which includes pass-through entities, um, 
that's tough for it's going to be tough for Republican for Democrats in in tough districts in a tough election year. So anyway, I think that is a that is where we stand. And um, uh, this is going to be this is going to dominate this month. Schumer and Manchin met yesterday virtually because Schumer has covid uh, and uh, we expect a lot more of this kind of stuff going in the next couple of weeks. All right, let's go to the number two story of the morning. We're actually going to kind of slam two stories together because we have a jam-packed AM edition. Uh, as always, you can subscribe to that free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Um, but we are our tally coverage, which is how Punchbowl News looks at elections. Uh, we're doing kind of a hybrid edition this morning. Our colleague Max Cohen has a great item this morning, uh, Jake, um, on Senate Democrats. Mum on White House help uh, ahead of the midterm election. Probably not all that surprising, given the fact that Biden is so underwater in his own popularity. But I do think it, 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 it he really lays out with, you know, kind of direct quotes on the record from everybody from Raphael Warnock, um, you know, to Mark Kelly, to Catherine Cortez Masto, basically, you know, saying they're focused on their races. They haven't even thought about it yet. Um, you know, not looking for uh, not only just Biden, but even, you know, folks that, you know, like a Pete Buttigieg on the bipartisan infrastructure bill, they're not looking for a lot of surrogates to come into their states ahead of the election. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, uh, uh, we've seen this in previous election cycles. Um, so, I, I mean, president's at 30 percent. So um, I, I think these people are going to want to run. It's a great item by Max. I I, I think people are going to want to run on local issues and frankly, want on some of the space that they are creating between themselves and the Biden administration. And I think that's just that's just the that's just the reality. And that's just um, uh unfortunately for the White House, or maybe fortunately for the White House, that's just where things stand at this point politically. All right. And the other item I want to point to is Christian Hall looked at how the abortion ruling is impacting GOP midterm messaging. Of course, we've written a lot as has, you know, there's been a lot of ink spilled in in most major uh, news organizations about how Democrats are hanging their midterm fortunes on the Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe versus Wade, pouring millions of dollars into TV ads, outreach, outreach campaigns. This is becoming a big messaging part of their effort to try to get some, you know, energy into their base. But Christian talked to uh, half a dozen GOP strategists, staffers, pollsters on and off the Hill, and they said they aren't dramatically altering their election year messaging despite abortion now being banned or significantly limited in many states. Um, Pretty interesting just to see how diametrically different the two parties are viewing this and the fact that the GOP is really betting on the fact that inflation, the economy, and some of these more um, kind of kitchen table issues uh, per se are, are going to drive the midterm elections. I Yeah, very interesting to me. Um, and uh, definitely very different bets here. And I, I think there's some real risk for Republicans in some of the suburban districts. Um and, uh, you know, where where people the talk about full abortion bans and things like that nature are um, fe- full federal abortion bans, that is things of that nature are going to are going to uh, spook some primary voters. There's no question about that or sorry, some general election voters. So a very interesting look from Christian. Uh, really good edition this morning. I'm really proud of it. So subscribe. Punchbowl.news. 
All right. And the number three item, very quickly, we have, uh, you have some news, Jake. Uh, another just gigantic haul for Kevin McCarthy in the fundraising game. Yeah, uh, McCarthy has raised a, and again, this is just, he's, he continues to pull in a lot of money. Uh, $19.2 million in the second quarter of the year, bring his total for the cycle to $124 million. Uh, uh, 47, 49.7 million to the NRCC, 12.6 to vulnerable candidates and incumbents. Um, more than twice what Paul Ryan raised in the midterm of 2018 when, uh, the, the Republicans held the house and held the white house. So not a, not a completely neat comparison. Um, and, uh, just a very big cycle, a very big quarter for McCarthy as he tries to charge toward the majority and theoretically the speakership. All right. And before we let you go, just a reminder, this morning, I'm going to be interviewing Representative Brad Sherman at 9 a.m. We'll chat with him about how Washington is looking to regulate capital markets and financial reporting in an effort to maintain trust in a changing economy. Also, next week, Jake and I are going to be at Nats Park uh, Wednesday, July 20th at 745 a.m. We're going to be interviewing Senators Marco Rubio and Ben Cardin during Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Advocacy Day. This is part of our Road to Recovery series. Um, there's going to be no shortage of things for us to discuss on that as well. Look forward to talking to you soon. With that, thanks so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.